Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host and joining me as always, my partner in life, my beautiful wife. Her name is... Just Jen. Just Jen. And uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about today's show. Yeah. We're having, a, we're having a show about a word. Yes, we are. It's a word. Is it a word? It is. Okay. It's ULA. Is it in the dictionary? You know, that's a great question, but I did find a definition for it. Uh, for it? For okay. it, yeah. What ULA, the state of awesomeness. A life that is balanced and growing in the key areas of health, finance, career, relationships, and well-being in general. It's a state of awesomeness. The ultimate plan for achieving balance in an unbalanced world. What is the word? ULA. Oh. O-O-L-A. Okay. It's not ULA. It could be that. Yeah, I think it's that. I, let's go with that. Yeah. I think that's a good place to go. I'm going to go with what? You got to gotta say it over five seconds. <laughs> Oola. I think it means more. It's more special. <laughs> Since the first copy of the original book, Oola, Fine Balance in an Unbalanced World, rolled off the presses a few years ago, the Oola lifestyle has become a literal phenomenon. A dynamic movement. Mm -hmm. There's a such thing as Ula Palooza. Yes. Live events have been routinely sold out uh, the day they were started. And they're Ula always sold out, like the first minute. They're always sold Ula out. Ula Palooza sells out like the first yes, minute? Yes, yes. I have not been able to go. Well, the Ula message has been taken to countless cities across America and to every major city in the world via a million fans on social media. Mm -hmm. And there's two guys, Troy and Dave. Mm -hmm. Troy Amdahl and Dave Braun. In their 1970s VW surf bus, they've taken their Ula Dream Tour on the road, coast to coast, collecting dreams and goals for a balanced life from people who adorn their vehicle with colorful Ula stickers. Yes. You got to see this. I'm going to post a picture of their Ula van on our Instagram. You can find that at Hope Radio Podcast or yes. on Facebook at Hope Radio Podcast. So do they go by uh, Dr. They go by Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy? Right? I don't. I don't know if they go by that or not. We're going to find out. I refer to them as the guru and the seeker. <laughs> so maybe our our listeners are going to figure out who's the guru, who's the seeker. Well, I will tell you what. I'm yeah. excited because these guys are literally trying to change lives throughout the world. Oh, they are not trying. They are. They are. They are. With a word. One word. Ula. Ula. Should we talk to them? Let's call them. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, so I'm so excited to have these guys on the show. I've got Troy Amdahl, Dave Braun, the original founders of Ula mm -hmm. Life. And uh, welcome to the show, guys. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, you're welcome. So, um, man, I, you know, I was first introduced to you guys, uh, I want to say... Four years ago, five years ago, Jen. Um, a long time ago. Yeah, you were you were certainly on the Ula bandwagon before I was. But the reality of it is, like most things that you've drugged me into, <laughs> I've found it to be absolutely awesome. And so um, I'd like to hear directly from you guys. What is Ula? Yeah. So Ula is a, it's actually the definition. The true definition is we we wrote the definition is a state of awesomeness when your life is balanced. And growing in the seven key areas of life, which are fitness, finance, family, field, which is what you do for a living, your career, fitness, finance, family, field, faith, friends, and fun. And how it all started is I actually met Dr. Troy. This is Dr. Dave talking right now. I met Dr. Troy in 1997, and um, I was working for him at the time. And after working for him for about a year, 
he goes, Hey, I know you're going to crush business and that's, you're a business guy. That's what you love, but there's more to life. There's more to success than just winning that business. You have to win in all seven areas. And I was like, what do you mean all seven areas? He goes, there's actually seven areas of life that if you want to feel fulfilled, you want to live your purpose, you want to have less stress and more purpose. You have to balance these seven areas. So he actually introduced me to these seven areas in 1997 and said, if you follow these plans, where are you in these seven areas? Where do you want to go? How are you going to get there? You're going to find success. So I started doing that at a very young age in my late 20s in 1997, following these principles. And when I found them, I found exactly that. I found success in all seven areas, married, uh, you know, wife, kid, kids, house, big house, great career, uh, working on my faith, running marathons, working out at the gym every day. And then 2007, 8, 9, 10, uh, I lost everything, went through a financial crisis, then a bankruptcy and a divorce, uh, reached out to Dr. Troy, who was retiring at the time. And he's like, you know, he was living his whole life, married 20 some years, uh, running marathons, again, traveling the world, 50 some countries <laughs> and, you know, retired. And I was at the bottom living in a hotel. And that's when we said, you know, I got to get my ULA back. And that's mm-hmm. really where ULA really started to work for me. And then we eventually, 2012, wrote the book about it, um, which you guys eventually read. And, mm-hmm. and that's how the whole ULA thing started was from me learning about 1997, losing everything, and then starting my journey back and then documenting that. Now I have, okay, awesome. I have a question though for Dave though. So going back even um, further than that, when you talk to Dr. Troy about kind of these seven key areas, how did he come to focus on those? So I guess a better question for, for Dr. Sure. Troy, yeah. you know, like where did you come by these seven F's of ULA? Was this an assemblage of books that you had read? Was there some, you know, uh, specific spot? Who was your guru? Yeah. How did you culminate into <laughs> yeah. that? Or was it just happened? Well, it's, it's a great question. I mean, it was really a combination of a bunch of things, but I remember um, one of the key points was I was, in 10th or 11th grade in high school, daydreaming like people do in high school, looking out the window and at my tablet, not paying attention to the teacher. And I was thinking about my own life and I was thinking about my own dad, actually. And my dad was a great guy, um, but he was the kind of guy, we had a very middle class upbringing, four, four kids in the family, mom and dad. And my dad worked two and sometimes three jobs to provide for us. And he would come home from his day job and he would change clothes and go to his night job. And then he would sit on the town board as a part-time job so that he could put food on the table, a roof over our head. And then, you know, hopefully once in our life, maybe twice, take us on a trip to Disney World or something like that. So, um, and as much, as much as I valued that, as much as I was grateful for that, as much as I felt love, um, I, I wanted time with my dad. And I realized that culture, uh, everything, everybody was pushing us in a path where we put our self-worth and our value on two things, which is how much money do you make and what do you do for a living? And I'm like, there's so much more to life than that. I mean, I want amazing family relationships. I want to have quality friendships. I want to have joy in life. I mean, if you think of how we've been punked as a culture to think that you go bust your butt. 55% 55% of the population show up every day to a job they hate. Now, think about that. You bust your butt from age 18 to 65. They throw you a watch, and then you hop on a cruise and say, okay, now I can have fun. <laughs> it's so jacked up. I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, why can't we have joy day to day? And, and why do I have to wait till I'm 65? Why am I giving up the best decades of my life with health and vitality doing something I hate? So a career is important. 
And I, I studied people too, who like the people who had the most peace are the people who have a really strong faith walk, mm-hmm. whatever their faith may be, even if it's different than mine, they, they believe in something bigger than themselves. And that's really what started the conversation in my own head is that I would study people and go, really, what does success look like for me? And that's when, when I took Dave um, he, on this trip to Vegas, and we, we used to go to Vegas to Hard Rock, and we sat on the floor, and we grabbed these little three-by-five note cards and put them in seven stacks. And each stack would represent one of these key areas of life. That was as much of an exercise for me as for him. I mean, I do that to protect me from me because I am naturally <laughs> driven to crush business and make money. And and I would I would probably be uh, ten times wealthier than I am now, but I would be single and lonely. And you know, I because I I have to keep myself in check. And some people are very you know paternal or maternal. They're very family focused or faith focused, but they need to pay the rent and pay bills and and prepare the kids for college. So this, the cool thing about ULA is, is it points out your blind spots. It points out the spots that if you are left to you, you will follow one or two areas and typically ignore the other ones. We, we when we go on stage, many times I, I spin a plate like a circus performer. And, I, and I, what I do in doing that is bring people back to seeing that circus performer spinning a plate and how hard it is to spin a single plate. And the story is we're all spinning seven plates every day, whether we know it or not. I, it, we're doing it, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And the reality is you can't be so focused on one or two because the other plates will begin to crash and hit the floor. And that's what happened with Dave. And that's what happens to a lot of people is they get so focused on one area and they're not paying attention to the other areas that are important in life and they begin to crash and hit the floor. And I think this conversation we're having now is so timely because everyone goes through you know, their, their challenges, everyone, me included. Um, and Dave, when he hit the bottom, and I remember him coming to me. We had lost touch, and I'm like, "What's going on? You know, what what happened?" And this is this is a good message for everyone listening: is that what we're going through right now as a culture is just where we are. It's not who we are, and that's where Dave was. It wasn't who he was. He was designed for something great, something special, something unique, something amazing. And I think when we're going through a crisis or we're going through a challenge, and it's so easy to get wrapped up in the uncertainty and fear that we start to lose sight of our dreams, and we start to lose sight of our potential and what's valuable because we're over here focused on what's fearful and uncertain. Yeah. So I think this is a perfect time to have this conversation. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And I, and I, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have the conversation is that we just feel like, like when you're sitting here, like at the stay at home orders, etc., And so you find yourself with your family, you find yourself contemplating where you are in life. And I think that if you self reflect at all, this is a perfect time for people to start looking at those seven areas of life, fitness, finance, family, field, faith, friends, and fun and going, okay, you know, am I balanced? Where do I need work? And I know this more than anybody. You know, I am exactly like you, Troy, because if it was not for Jen, I would probably be a workaholic with a lot more money than I have right now, but no concept of free time or fun or balance or whatever. I'm a head down, make things happen kind of guy. And she actually forced me to start, you know, exercising, (laughs) forced me to get out, forced me to you know, go on trips and stuff like that. And the reality of the, the, the reality of it is, is that she has very much helped me before we even knew about Ula be more balanced. And I think that this is a time to be self-reflective and, and look at those areas. Mm-hmm. That I think you're saying I was, yeah, totally, yeah. 
I'm, I was Ula before oh, Ula was yeah. Ula, right? Is that what I'm saying? You were Ula before Ula was Ula? <laughs> I, will, I will tell you this. You've always been about fun. You have always been about family. And you've always been about faith. So, you know, maybe, maybe you uh, just... You, you were. Those are three very important things. <laughs> so hey, I have a question for you. So, Troy, how exactly did the name Ula come about? Like, so you had this concept of these seven areas of balance in life, etc. So where did the word come from? So this is where Dave and I balance each other out really well as, <laughs> as, as friends, uh, is that um, I'm so like left brain and analytical and I have lists on top of lists and you know, sub points and all of this. And we, we used to go to Vegas as a group of guys and step outside of the chaos of life and do this thing called Ula. We would spend two days. It was always the first weekend in December. And we would, we would look at the next calendar year and say, okay, be honest with ourselves. Where are we in this moment in these seven areas? Where am I financially? Where am I with my relationship with my key people in my life? Where am I in my career? Where am I with my faith walk? Where am I with fun? And then where would we like to go in the next year? And also the steps we're going to take to make that happen. And we would have these goal setting meetings or whatever you would call them. You know, we would just say, Hey, let's get together and work on our thing. And then Dave is like, he's like, dude, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like we're showing up and who goes to a goal setting meeting in Vegas? It's like, no one does this. So he, he, he was talking about like, what, we, what does it feel like if, if, you know, you have enough money to pay the bill when it hits the counter, you, you're, you're on the good side of the closet with a clothes fit. Well, you feel vital and energetic that you, you feel connected to the people that are most important to you. You have a sense of purpose. You're having joy in life. What, it, what would we call that? What does it feel like? And he goes, ooh, la, la. It feels ooh, la, la. <laughs> and that's where ULA came up with. So it was Dave's idea to come up with ULA. So we have, we'd go from goal setting meetings to ULA meetings. I absolutely love that story. Dave, good job on that, man. <laughs> like you, you, you came up with a golden nugget of an idea that yep. now literally has meant over a million dreams. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, this is awesome. You guys drive around in a 1970 VW surf bus. You put on Palooza tours where you go to certain cities and everybody comes together. And I, I heard a statistic well, that Ula, you got is in Vegas, right? It's maybe that's maybe it's, I'm thinking of the book signing tours and yeah, stuff like that yeah. where the people have come out. But I've heard that there's something like 20 plus layers of these round Ula oh, dream stickers on your bus. Is that is that true? How many stickers? Yeah, are? We're actually on layer 26 to 27. So there's about 130,000. Oh, my gosh. 25 to 130,000 stickers. Now, but how I do want you to think about this. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. There's people like Jen and I because people would be tattooing. <laughs> Goal setting meeting on their body. They'd be wearing goal setting hats. They'd be going to going to goal setting palooza. That's right. And it'd be the goal setting dream tour, which would be kind of lame. So the Ula thing is the Ula thing is kind of the cool thing. I I think we have over a thousand people with tattoos. I think we have Ula license plates in almost every state. Hey, we have two. Um, we have two. We have two here. So, both. Two. Yeah, you guys have two. Yeah, yeah. both of our so, cars. We have live, that's been cool. We have live Ula and Ula Life on two of our cars. That's amazing. That is committed. Yeah, really that is cool. committed. I can't do the tattoo though. I'm afraid of needles. I, I have it. zero tattoos. Neither neither one of us have tattoos. I will run away fast. <laughs> and she runs fast, as you guys know. <laughs> so this has led um, to even more change. So you guys have written together a book. You wrote Ula: Find Balance in an Unbalanced World. The success of that led to Ula for Women, an additional book. Mm -hmm. 
And then the success of both of those led to ULA for Christians. And so yeah. did you guys ever think sitting in a hotel in Las Vegas, doing these goal setting, you know, balance in seven areas that you would be some years later, the authors of three books and a movement to change people's lives with a word. Like how, how do you get there? Like how awesome is that? Yeah, I definitely thought it, but this is where Troy and I balance each other really well too, because he definitely didn't think that. So <laughs> when uh, this all went down, when this all went down, it's a pretty interesting story because, uh, I reached out to Troy at like two in the morning from that motel. Um, I was in a really, really bad spot uh, where I'd lost everything. The divorce was just going through. My kids didn't even know yet that I was sneaking out at night and sleeping in a hotel. So they wouldn't know their parents were going through a divorce. It was really, really a rough time. And I called him and he just said, Hey, tomorrow, like he said exactly that. He said, you know, where you are, just where you are. It's not who you are. You're designed by God for greatness and a purpose, man. You, you can get your crap back together. You just got to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, tomorrow, start working on your rule again. Like sit down and legit write down these seven areas where you are, where you want to go and how you're going to get there. And when I got to the field section, like what do I want to dedicate my life to? Um, I remember just sitting in my mom's beat up old Taurus, an old Taurus, like a $1,500 Taurus with torn cloth seats. Cause that was all my cars have been repossessed at the time. Uh, my cool cars and my house was gone and and I was sitting in this beat up old car and I was like okay what do I want for my family I'm like we're gonna be a family always and forever like we got to make sure that even through this divorce my kids are okay that has to stay the number one priority and I kept going and when we got to the field category I sat down and I'm like okay you know what am I going to do I'm going to open a clinic I'm going to start taking care of patients again what are my dreams for this category and that's where I think there's a unique opportunity right now where so many people are in a stress situation right now with what's going on currently mm-hmm. is that it pushes you into this corner where you're like, now's a really chance to dream big and take risks. And I wrote down on that notebook, I, I wrote down when I was at the bottom, the bottom, the worst of days, I wrote down, I want to be a visionary leader, educator, entertainer, and facilitator of Ula around the world. Um, and I still have that notebook. It's, it's on my desk right now in front of me. And it's, it's a big part of you know, where we are today. And I was so excited. I came down from the mountain with my beautiful car and I called Troy. I said, we're going to share Ula with the world. And where Troy balanced me out well is he said, hey, awesome. That's a great dream. That's a great idea. But first you have to get a job and you have to get out of that hotel and get a place for your kids. Mm-hmm. And then someday you can share Ula with the world unless you get yourself back on track. So legit came down, got a job in about two, three weeks. I moved to a two bedroom apartment with five kids um, and just started putting it all together. Uh, forward a couple years, 2012, I was in a condo with four bedrooms. So the kids kind of had their own rooms a little bit. And I had a minivan. I moved from a, from a beat up old horse to a minivan. So my life was kind of going in the right direction. <laughs> and I was at Troy's cabin. He, he, he lives in Arizona in the winters and he lives at a lake cabin in the summer. And I drove out to his cabin with all the kids and we were hanging out. And that night we went skiing all day, water skiing and tubing all day. And that night we were hanging out in his four seasons porch and he goes, Hey, what's your ultimate dream for field? And I rallied off to be a visionary leader, educator, entertainer, facilitator around the world. Like I read it that fast because I knew it. I read it every day. And he goes, all right. So I think it's time, you know, your life's getting back on track. I think we should share this. And in that moment, I'm like, no, I want to wait till I'm like complete. Like I want to lean up against a Ferrari and say, Hey, if you want to be like me, do these seven things, you know, he goes, man, that's so 1980s. You know, he said, now it's all about transparency and just telling people the truth. So we sat there that night and we started outlining this little process. And at this time he was not going to be involved whatsoever, but we started outlining there's seven key areas of life. You need to balance and grow to live your life. There's three simple steps. Where are you today? 
where you where do you want to go and how are you going to get there? There's things that get in the way, like blockers called fear, guilt, self-sabotage, anger. We talked about the blockers. And then there's these things called accelerators that can get you to your little life faster, like gratitude, love, passion, wisdom, integrity. So we wrote all this down to outline this book. And then the next day we start putting stories to it. We start writing this book. And in three days we had the manuscript done. Wow. And, three uh, days. Which is crazy now because it's three days and which is crazy now because it legit takes took us a year to write our last book, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we had this done in three days and we sat there and we read it and we're like, this is a great book. And then Troy's like, so what are you going to do with it? I mean, you have your book. What are you going to do? And I was like, well, let's order some books. And he goes, how many do you think we should order? And I'm like, I don't know, a million. And he goes, you're going to order a million copies of your first book you've ever written. I'm like, yeah, like we sold a million books. I saw a guy on Oprah and he sold a million and this book's just as good. Like, what's the problem? Like dream big. And Troy grabbed a legal notebook and he sat there and he goes, okay, who's going to buy the book? Go. And I'm like, um, my mom will buy three. So he wrote down Dave's mom three and my dad will buy a book. Dave's dad one. And anyway, after about an hour of interrogation, we got to 47 books. So I had no money at the time. So I finally talked him into ordering 5,000 books. Um, and uh, Troy's like, well, good luck with those 5,000 books, but I'm going to stay retired, but you can go ahead and, you know, see if you can get those 5,000 books out the door. And it took us three months to get to number 47. It took us three months to sell 47 wow. books. Wow. Um, and then it, then it, then it started to take off and some celebrities got behind it and some NFL football players read it, got behind it. And then uh, it just took off from there, but it was crazy. So I always thought that this was going to be the real deal. Like, you know, and Troy was like, you're crazy. No one sells, you know, more than a thousand books ever. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we got lucky. It took off. The right people got it. Uh, The message was simple. People started tattooing on their body. And it took us, I don't even know, Troy, probably three or four years to get to a million books sold. But uh, with the eBooks and everything, we got there. And that led to, hey, a publishing deal, you know, with, hey, we need another couple books. And that was a little for women who are Christian. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what a crazy ride um, <laughs> that's been. And those first seven, first 47 books are really hard to sell. <laughs> I, I believe that. Like anything, like you face a lot of adversity in the beginning. That's why a lot of people fail. But, like, you got you to gotta stay faithful. You got to stay diligent. And I think the number one attribute of success in, in whatever success I've had in my life has been persistence. It's just that belief that you know, like, yes, it's, it's going to work out faith and persistence, mm-hmm. I think are the, are the one, two punch of, of success. But, you know, so this has now led to yeah. what, what an incredible story. This has now led to, you know, people can find you on oolalife.com, O-O-L-A-L-I-F-E.com. And so on the website, I was just reading that you guys have a couple of challenges. Uh, you got a 30 day challenge, You've got a 21-day challenge. I think that this is a perfect environment right now for people that are at home, maybe struggling with some of the, um, let's just call it uh, adversities of mm-hmm. the stay-at-home order, to maybe uh, really delve into this. So, what are the 30-day? What's the 30-day challenge, and what's the 21-day uh, challenge, uh, Troy? There's different challenges. There's actually three challenges on the website at ulalife.com, and they're all free. And we, they're super popular challenges that we've recently, just last month, updated all of them to deal specifically with what we're going through as a community and as a culture right now. And they're ways to pull out that greatness that's within you. It's, it's the ways to get your focus off the news and onto what you can do, like control the controllables right now. Mm-hmm. So there are things outside of your control. There are things inside of your control. 
And what we would encourage you to do is if you're lucky enough to be healthy, um, if you're lucky enough to not be directly affected by the health effects of this crisis, what are the things you can do to come out of this situation 30, 60, 90 days from now? We're calling it an ULA 90-day pivot. Like 90 days from now, what are the things you can control and move forward? I mean, maybe you're developing a side gig. Maybe you're developing new knowledge base or a new skill set. Maybe you're grabbing nonfiction books. Maybe you're starting to walk, starting to run. Maybe you're handwriting letters to old friends. I mean, what are the things that you can do? And these challenges will push you in a way to give you small, actionable steps each day that you can do to move your life forward in these seven key areas. That's awesome. I think that's great. I think that everyone should visit ulalife.com and maybe take those challenges, especially yes. if they're not suffering from anything that um, is, is physical, you know, any sickness or anything like right. that. Can you sign up right on the website to do these challenges? Yeah, d- directly. There okay. are free challenges. Yeah, okay. we, we opened up a lot of things just for free because this is the time where we just want to reach out. This right. is a perfect time. Um, this is a perfect time for people to self-reflect and to look at their life. We've been so, what I think a lot of people have realized is that we've been distracted. Like we've been so busy running around that we haven't had time to just reflect. Yeah. And I think this is a valuable time to use this this situation to look at your life and say, what what is in my control? Mm-hmm. I took a look and I didn't do the math, but at Ulapalooza, we set goals with with a community and we set three goals in each of the seven areas. So by the time the weekend's over, you have twenty one goals that are properly written in a way that you can achieve them that are unique to you that you can move forward. In my goals, there are only a few of them, like a couple, two or three, that are directly affected by what we're going through. Most of them aren't. So mm-hmm. when, when you feel overwhelmed and uncertain, like the world went crazy, like, you know what? And, and the ones that are affected are just postponed. If you wanted to go to Disney World on spring break in March of this year, that one's not happening. <laughs> but you can do it another time. So, But, I mean, if you really look at the goals and dreams you have for your life, a lot of them mm-hmm. are still there. Um, and that's the things you should be working on is like not focus on what's outside of your control Mm -hmm. or what's on pause, but where are the areas in my life I can move forward? And the challenges will pull that out of you. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with that more. I think that, uh, the reality of the situation is right now is that we all have an opportunity to carry something with us into our life moving forward when this is done that we, um, learned Mm -hmm. that we created, that we challenged ourselves with, et cetera. Why not use this as an opportunity to grow? Why not use this as an opportunity to be faithful? Why not use this as an opportunity to grow closer and have those conversations with with our kids and our mm-hmm. children and our family and teach our kids about ULA, about goals, about, you know, the things that are going on in their life. You know, I think for Jen and I, that's the been the biggest kind of concern is the disruption of our kids' lives. But I will tell you, um, after having an interview with a guest last week, he was the chief happiness officer of his uh, particular company. This is guy spreading happiness around the world, kind of like a lot like you guys. We even mentioned you to him. His name is Edwin Edabiri, and he um, created 10 ways to be happy. But we were sitting down with our kids, and we asked him a very simple question. We said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you right now? And separate from one another, individually, they each answered that they were at an eight. So we felt very good about Mm -hmm. the fact that they were in the midst of all of this still thriving, still happy, still okay. But I think that this is an opportunity for people to really uh, do what you're saying is is reflect. And I've said to Jen, you know, I know that there's going to be good that comes out of this. I know that there's going to be an immense amount of good. We're seeing the best of humanity. We're seeing people rise. We're seeing people collaborate. We're seeing people... um, 
do things that have never been done before. Mm -hmm. And whatever the maximum possible benefit for humanity and the planet as a whole, I want that. And if I have to be uncomfortable through the process, then that's the price that we pay. But the reality of it is, is that's not really a big price to pay, you know? And so I would encourage everybody that's listening to go to ulalife.com and look at those, uh, those challenges and, Mm -hmm. and, and really partake in them because this is an opportunity for you to, uh, to grow and uh, and and reflect, right? Wouldn't you agree? I, yeah, I totally agree. And I'm going to go check it out, and I'll sign up for a challenge. I am up for any challenge. Well, you are the queen of Ula Fun. <laughs> I will I will tell you that. Yes, you even, I am. You yeah. even wrote a, a chapter in their book, right, for Ula for Women. I did. Can you believe that? No. Well, you didn't write a chapter. You wrote let's, a story. I wrote a story, but let's talk about something else. What do you want to talk about? I want you guys. I, Troy or Dave, whoever, to explain the ULA tours, because I think that's fascinating that you guys travel all over the United States and you are collecting these dreams. So tell everyone a little bit about what that's all about. I know your tour's probably been canceled, right? Really? No, yeah, it's just it been delayed. Actually talk, talk of, <laughs> yeah. It's been delayed. I can start to talk about that, but okay. I do want Troy to jump in on this, because believe it, believe it or not, this is Troy's idea. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, not believe it or not, but it's just a, it's a, it's a non-logical. I it. It's a non-logical idea. It's a crazy idea, and he came up with this idea. Um, and Troy came into Ula as kind of that you know left brain business guy, and he's actually changed so much into. Um, he's got this heart of helping people that he probably doesn't even admit too often because he's always like, I'm business and money, and he's got like, this huge heart of helping people. He he and I and, wouldn't uh, get along so at, long, at all. I, I can just I can just tell he and I would not get along yeah, you at guys all. Are like the same people. Yeah, you guys are the same people. But how this whole thing started was the first book came out and it took off, and then it started turning into this little. It's a brand. It started turning into a lifestyle where people were tattooing on their body, like yeah. I said, and all that. And then people said, Hey, you know you guys do this thing in Vegas every year. Uh, the first weekend in December, we want to go. Um, and we opened it up. We just said, okay, we'll rent a little room um, at the Hard Rock Hotel where we go and we'll charge a thousand bucks a ticket. And if 10 people show up, cool. We'll, you know, pay for the room and hang out. Uh-huh. Well, we opened up 120 tickets, I think, and it sold out in like a week. So we were like, wow, this is actually something crazy. So we filled up this little um, joint at the Hard Rock and hung out with people for two days. And at the end of this, we said, Hey, you know, we have surfboards that represent a little about that, just that freedom, you know, the freedom of catching a wave, kind of that whole lifestyle. Yeah. And um, we said, we gave you all stickers. We want you to write that one thing that's truly going to change your life. Mm-hmm. Come up on stage, say your name, declare that change. Like, this is the one thing I'm going to do and put it on our surfboard. And Troy and I were on stage at the end of this two day event and we thought it was going to be fun. Well, what we didn't realize is sticker after sticker after sticker, it was heavy. It was like, I'm going to admit to my wife I'm having an affair. I'm going to finally get over the loss of my child. Oh God. I, it was heavy stuff. Like, people are going through, it was emotional. And they're putting a sticker on the surfboard with a lot of emotion. And, and we were emotional. We were up there holding the surfboard. And it was person after person, I'm going to get over this abuse from being, a, as a, when I was a child, you know, I'm going to start, you know, working on my marriage and on my divorce. Like, all this stuff. So, were you, and, were you not um, expecting we that? Left. Were you not? No, no. We okay. were expecting, like, our... Our goals, like our goals are like, we want to do this in business. We're going to run a marathon. We're going to go to Thailand. You know, that was our goal. But once we talked to this group and then we said, really get to the core of that one thing that's holding you back. Mm. The level of dreams that were on that were very, very intense. Wow. So Troy and I talked five times a day and we left that event. I don't think we talked for two or three days. Um, And he, then he finally called me and goes, man, that was just so emotional. Like how many people are really hurting out there? 
with a lot of self-confidence, self-esteem, guilt, all the stuff they're going through. Um, he goes, we really got to get out and help more people. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like we got to really work hard on this. And then about three, four months later, I was literally traveling with my family overseas and he called and he goes, I got an idea. Um, he goes, let's not, let's not have Ula just for the people that can fly to Vegas and go to Ula Plaza and spend a thousand fifteen hundred dollars a ticket. He goes, let's go and go out to all the communities in the, in across the country and collect dreams on a bus and I was thinking like a Prevost bus like I was going to be in back playing PlayStation <laughs> and he sent me a picture of a 1970s VW bus um, he goes this represents freedom it has a 48 horsepower engine or 60 horsepower engine it goes 50 miles an hour no air no heat and he goes let's drive this across the country and this is a guy that's retired that is very left brain logical business <laughs> and this thing made no sense on paper because it loses money because it loses engines every other state you know <laughs> engines blow and steering wheels crack and, and anyway and uh, he came up with this idea, and I'm like, dude, let's do it. And we started tour in Coronado Island off of uh, San Diego. Yeah. And currently we've been to 48 states, back roads, small towns, meeting people at donut shops and coffee shops and gas stations and book, Barnes & Noble book signings, wherever we are, and saying, you're designed by God for greatness and a purpose. You have something amazing in you. We want you to write down the one thing you need to do, not what you want to do, what you need to do and write on the sticker and stick it on our bus. And yeah, that's led to that, you know, 125 to wow. 100 and, you know, 30,000 stickers on the bus right now. But yeah, this is all Troy's idea. And it was, it was one of the most amazing things we do in ULA is mm -hmm. that tour. And um, what we've done is we're supposed to be actually, I think right now coming back from touring California to Arizona, like today, I think. Oh. And um, obviously we postponed all that. And what we did do, though, is we opened up uh, a, a, a texting line where you can actually text the word dream. Uh, Troy knows the number probably or can look it up. Text the word dream to a number and then you can submit your dream. And we're actually writing those dreams on stickers and put them on the bus for people. Oh, um, we, we got to have that number. People have been digging that. Yeah, that, that yeah. is awesome. Troy's got the number for sure. That is that is he, so he's, awesome. He's smart. And when Dave says, we are putting the dreams on handwriting, the dreams on the bus, he means me. I'm that's, why, the dreams on the bus. that's why Dave um, doesn't even know the number because <laughs> you're doing it. it is. And I will tell you the number. I will tell you the number. You text the word dream to 619-350-4455. So okay. dream to 619-350-4455. And actually, truly, uh, my family and I are handwriting these on the and putting them on the bus awesome. every day, so it's so cool. I'm going to send a hundred dreams. I'm going to send a million dreams. I, I'm telling you, it gives me hope when I see these dreams come in, that people aren't losing sight of the dream. Back early in this talk, Sean, you said something like, when you have a dream, uh, you know, like this book and getting this message out there because it helped Dave and we felt it could help other people. You said the key is being faithful and persistent mm -hmm. and diligent. Yeah. I'll tell you one key part that we could add to that for your listeners, and that's stay true. Yeah. So yeah. to back up to this story, which, which brings us back to the bus and brings us back to the book, but we had this first book and we couldn't even get into hardly an appointment with a publisher. We pulled some strings to get get a meeting with someone who knew someone who could get us in with a legit publisher. They've had a meeting with this New York publisher and they they actually read the book and they were surprised that it was our first book. And they're like, actually there's something to this. It's easy to understand. It's actually a process that will help people. The stories are funny and, but you actually learn they like, they gave us all the, but they said, here's the thing. You, you got to change two things. One, take off the word Ula. No one knows what that means, which of course we're not going to do that. But then they said, remove faith from this part of the book. 
And Dave and I looked at each other for two seconds and said, we're not going to do that because (laughs) it's not a complete life. I mean, Mm -hmm. faith got him through his, his rough spot. It's got me through a lot of things. So it's like, you can't remove one of these components. And they said, well, you know, good luck guys. That's not going to work. So Mm -hmm. we did sell 47 books for three months. But we believe in this. Like We believe in this message so strongly that we didn't modify our belief system. And I see people do this in business, and I see them do it in their own life. They, they change who they are to sell more or do more or reach more. And I, I, it's a big world, man. Mm-hmm. Like if someone doesn't believe with this, they can read another book. But the reality is we stay true to that message that we care about people, that they are, they're, focused, they're too focused on money and career, and they need to look at all seven areas. And what is the one thing that they could change that would hold the power to completely transform their life? And that's the point of the bus. We, that first year we did Ulapalooza, we decided to open it up to a bigger crowd. At, at the day two of Ulapalooza, we said, hey, if this was so much fun, let's try it again next year. We sold more tickets that day than in the room. We sold out the event at the event. So that's the whole point of that. It's like, okay, now these people love this event so much. That's awesome. But it's the same people coming back. How do we... Sometimes the people who need the, the hand, they need the help, are the people who can afford it the least. They're mm-hmm. the people who were like Dave at the bottom where they don't even believe in themselves anymore and they, they have self-doubt and they just need someone to say, hey, there's something inside of you. You can't see it right now, but there's something in there. You're not here by accident and you're not here to be average. You're here to be extraordinary mm-hmm. and you got to remove the clutter of the stuff that's getting in the way and see that and then, then actively go get that. And that's the whole point of the bus. The whole point of the bus is when people walk up to the bus and your listeners first need to go to ulife.com and see the bus and then this comment will make sense. The first thing they say is, do you sell weed? Um, and then once we get over that, <laughs> that we that we don't sell weed, we say, no, we, we're selling hope. We're saying, hey, we're just collecting dreams. We believe in you. So they you get they actually now, ask you, you that? The, the bus on the website, it's a hippie van. All the time. Yeah, that is course. crazy. It's that peace, no? love, and happiness. The no- Actually, once once we were in Scranton, Pennsylvania, it, it, in front of like picture a small town square with city hall with like it looks like the traditional <laughs> pillars and everything and brown and white. And there's a there's a legit live news camera with a with a reporter and a cameraman. And they're interviewing Dave and I literally like camera people right in front of city hall saying, hey, you're in tours, collecting dreams and there's a book signing. We're like, yeah, this guy rolls into the shot and goes. Hey, hey, got some weed? Oh my my gosh. Dave goes, Dave goes, well, number one, no. Number two, if we did, we wouldn't do it on live TV. So, I mean, it's a legit, it's a legit question. But the cool thing is, is people do approach the bus because it just blows you away. You see this bus covered in handwritten dreams. Like, what is this? And we're like, hey, everyone's designed by God for greatness and a purpose. Everyone has a dream. We just would be honored. If we could have your dream on a sticker and put it on our bus. And, and we believe we can change the world with this message, with this word, with this bus, because here's the thing. You make that happen, and not only your life becomes better, but you're going to put off a light that's going to inspire the people around you to do the mm-hmm. same. And a better you is a better family, is a better community, is a better world. And one more story on the road which reflects that is we were in California, actually, coming up to PCH, Mm-hmm. And we were at a gas station, and everyone kind of comes up and goes, "What's this all about?" And we're like, "Hey!" And um, it, we're collecting dreams, and we're kind of doing our thing, and just hand, hand, put a dream on the bus. And it goes, "Cool!" And he grabs a blue sticker, which represents money. Because I just want to have more fun in life. And he's a young dude, probably mid twenties, late twenties, and he had his hat on sideways, just a cool guy. And he's like, "Yeah, let's throw it on." And like, "Thanks, man. We got another dream. Go have fun in life if that's your dream." 
And we roll up the road after we leave the gas station. We get uh, like a mile and a half up the road. And of course, we have to pull into like a parts store because something fell off the bus, I'm sure. But we pulled into like a Napa or whatever, <laughs> AutoZone. And, and all of a sudden, we see this truck closing behind us kind of quick. And we're like, that's awkward. And this truck closes, comes right behind us. And we kind of look at it. It's the same guy. And instead of being all happy, smiley, and like, hey, want to have fun, he had tears in his eyes. And he said, can I change my sticker? And we're like, sure, what do you need? He goes, I want a family sticker. And he goes, I want to be a better dad for my daughter. Oh, and I'm wow. like, all right, man. Like, wow. mission accomplished. Yeah. Like, we, we took someone who is living this life and almost lying to himself. Like, life's amazing, man. Let's party. Let's just have it. And he goes, you know what? What I really need to do is step up yeah. as a man and be a good dad. That's what this is about, and that's why we won't stop until we get to a million dreams. That is that is so awesome. That is incredible. Yeah. What I mean, how uplifting can that be? That you are, you know, participating in that. That you're helping to create that. That you're helping. I mean, like, like that's one of the byproducts that we've realized through doing this podcast is that you know we'll we'll be lamenting our own little you know, inconveniences of life. And yet we'll come onto this podcast, talk with somebody and all of a sudden we feel much more uplifted, happier and like contented when we're Mm -hmm. done. I have to imagine that you go through the same experience. You can wake up in some town, have some sort of problem the day before with the, with the van. And then, you know, like, I mean, there's gotta be moments where it's not all fun and all of a sudden you'll, you'll have an encounter like that. And it's like, like it just hits you like a ton of bricks. What you're doing matters. Yeah. It's making a difference for sure. Yeah. How many times? I mean, if if you're locked into the news, like many people are, Mm -hmm. you're going to think that just it's the end of times. Right. Right. But if if you, if you sat with me and looked at these dreams that are being texted in and you, you you put them on the bus uh, atop of 25 layers of other people's hopes and dreams, (laughs) you have hope for the world. And that's, I mean, it's just cool. So it's, it's, where do you put your focus? And you know, what I'm doing right now, because we're talking specifically about the times we're in, is I stay informed. I'm not, I don't put my head in the sand if it's not like, it's not unicorns and rainbows every day. I mean, I, I five minutes I'm, I'm educated on what's going on in the morning and five minutes of the evening. The rest of the day, I do things that are productive and move me forward. And that, that would be a good strategy, I think, for anybody listening is, yes, stay informed. Control what you can control. Um, take the steps you need to, to take to stay healthy. But in the, in the whole middle part, in the whole middle part, don't lose sight of your dreams and take steps toward them. I couldn't agree more. That's great advice. Great, great advice. I have, I do have one question though, that has been pinging in my head ever since you started talking about this van. I'm just wondering if you guys have done the math yet on at what point you're going to have to put more reinforced tires on that van because of the weight of all these stickers. I'd be curious how much it weighs now versus when you started. Yeah. Who knows? That's, that's like a, no, it's out of control yeah, because actually we have something we, we, <laughs> go ahead, dude. No, no, take it, dude. Because the van's at your place. You're the one putting rigors on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we. Yeah. It's an analytical <laughs> well, math so that, question. It, it is definitely an analytical <laughs> question, and we get the stickers. We get the stickers shipped to us, and I think the last shipment was two hundred and fifty thousand stickers. Oh, and I can't explain how heavy um, those boxes are that oh. come in. If anyone's lifted books, uh, just think of a huge, huge boxes of books. That's what they feel like. So we're just going for it. This is the one part we're having faith. Um, we have definitely have like bent things in the van. <laughs> like it, some pictures is like, is it leaning? Uh, it, you know, did, so did, we, did we accidentally put is, is, 28 we, layers on one side yeah. and only 22 layers on the other? Wait, so do you direct people on it, where you know, their so stickers that, go? 
Do you have to? No. no? Uh-huh. They, we, we, what we do, this was another one of Dave's good ideas. Um, he's like, he's like, when we give people instructions, they can put it wherever they want, but if they ask us where to put it, because they always feel bad putting it over someone else's dream. Yeah. And they say, walk around the walk around the bus, which is just, just a, that's a next, that's an amazing experience in itself. Is just walk mm-hmm. around and read the dreams of other people. Like it just, it'll blow your mind how mm-hmm. we're all unique and we have different goals and dreams. But, and then they said, when you find one, when you read one that resonates with you, one of those things that gives you goosebumps or gives you, mm-hmm. you know, just gives you that warm feeling, then you can, you can feel their dream at the bus by putting yours at top it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how we've been doing it. But yeah, there's, it's gonna, it's, it's definitely, you have to check it out at the website because it's, it's a crazy fun thing that just worked out to be what we're about right now. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to post a picture of the bus, not only on uh, our Instagram. I actually have a picture of me posting my sticker on that bus. Well, we're going to put that on our yeah. Instagram and on our Facebook, yes. you know, so that people can, uh, can see it. That's awesome. Well, guys, you know, I know you had some uh, limited time. I know you got to go off and uh, help some other people with some incredible dreams and dream mm-hmm. building and do more good in the world. I can't thank you enough for, coming online and uh, spreading the word about ULA with us on our podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thanks, John and Jen. I got to tell you, Jen, I am inspired by those guys. I am as well. They are incredible. I mean, they really are changing the world with a word. Yeah, I just, I love that they're out there doing good, you know, like just doing something positive. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It's uplifting. It's helping people. I just, I love their stories and I just think they're doing some amazing work out there. I think people should text in to their number. So Mm -hmm. let's give out that number again. So if you text DREAM to 619-350-4455, we know that Troy and his family will end up writing a dream, um, your dream, on a sticker and putting it on their ULA bus. Yeah, so whatever your dream is, go ahead and text it to them. I think the lesson here, though, is keep dreaming. Yeah. Like, even in the midst of all of this, dreaming stay hopeful. has not been canceled. It has not been canceled. And, and, and to hear Dave's story, to be you know, pretty much financially devastated Yeah, to be living in a hotel, to be going through a divorce with five kids and look at what came out of that. Yes. Yes. Like he was the one pestering uh, Troy to mm-hmm. kind of move in this direction, right. you know, like, like he had that in his heart, mm-hmm. something in him in his heart. So he turned trial and tribulation mm-hmm. into triumph mated that with an objective right. with Troy and those guys I mean they they work off each other well I think they're a good th- compliment through it all you know he remained hopeful he did remain hopeful and not only did he restore and redeem his life mm-hmm. but look at what he's doing for the benefit of others I know the real question is do we have listeners right now that are going to be inspired by this story and start right now in the midst of a pandemic to pursue their dreams and maybe their dreams have something to do with helping the lives of others. Yeah, for Kind of sure. like the origin of our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I know? What do you know? I know that we're going to be back here same time, same place again to do this all over. Hey, I know that too. Are you excited? I'm super excited. Well, we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.